from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, Cyber Gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast, Monday, November 20th, 2023. Thank you all for being here this morning. We've got a busy, busy show today. And I mean, really busy because it's not about vulnerabilities um, as much as it is about the conversation around cybersecurity that's happening in the press everywhere. And I mean that. So I spent yesterday kind of browsing through my phone and I, and you know, I got, I got all these different RSS feeds set up and all that good stuff and going through that figured, let's see what's happening. What I found astonishing. One of those stories I'll share today. The rest are going to be on our Substack. You can go check them out. jamesazar.substack.com. You can also, if you subscribe there, you get one of our travel espresso mugs. I don't have one here because I used it uh, this weekend and it's dirty. It's dirty, but I do have my double espresso this morning. So join me for a coffee cup cheers, y'all. Coffee cup cheers. Short week this week being that it's Thanksgiving week as well, but it also means that Friday's Black Friday. And for all attackers, that is a magnificent day to disrupt your business. We'll start off with this story I found over the weekend. A great, great story because finally a CEO talking about cyber warfare. And a very interesting. So the headline is is kind of very kitschy, kitschy, right? It's I employ a lot of hackers. Okay, um, this is by the Guardian. So I, I say that they're, you know their typical headline is like seven pages long. So um, six group they operate the Swiss and Spanish stock exchanges, also known as bursas, is a target for cyber cyber warfare and must be on guard. There's chief exe- chief executive uh, Joss Digelshoff. He said it's a race with the attackers ever improving and the defenders ever improving as well. Kind of an interesting look at it. Stock exchanges do count as national infrastructure. They have a close relationship with governments both in Madrid and in Zurich. And the same applies here. The New York Stock Exchange, the NASDAQ, a very close relationship with the government, with the FBI, with CISA, with, with, with a lot of different uh, organizations in the government because it's it's really a partnership. Earlier this month, ICBC Financial Services, China's largest bank, was put at the cybersecurity forefront um, because of the uh, a cyber attack there that really hindered them being able to close out trades, having to reroute trades, um, and, 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 and not being able to really kind of get that done. We've also saw TravelX, if you all remember, in 2020, right before um, COVID struck, they were hit with a ransomware attack that literally paralyzed all the money exchange kiosks globally these guys had kiosks everywhere six group has invested in three trenches of cybersecurity, according to them walls to stop people from getting in meaning you know perimeter security essentially um and and so there's that containment system uh for if they do get in and the recovery function for when someone is holding hostage any part of the business aka addressing ransomware containment strategy more more detection and sandboxing and deception as well it's interesting to see a ceo interview and talk about purely cyber that's all they talked about but if you understand something in the story and the the links in the show notes and i recommend for everyone to give it a read it's really interesting because we as practitioners rarely get a glimpse of what ceos think when they think cyber or how they would present it to the world. And this is the example of how it's being presented to the world by a CEO, not by a practitioner, 
by a CEO. And the way they're talking for many of us would be considered elementary, but it also helps us understand where their focuses are. And if you look, they're looking to defend the business. They're looking to create defense in depth strategy, essentially around how do you kind of articulate security into the business? And it's really interesting because they look at cybersecurity as a race. They've, that's how this specific CEO views it. He goes, He's addressing social security, uh, cybersecurity socially from, from four main business activities, trading on its exchanges and listings, post-trade clearing and transaction processing, and data services. And its growing data business makes it a target for even wider corporate espionage as well as cyber attacks. So he's the CEO understands his business. He understands the way he makes money, and he's aligning security to that with his CISO, which is great. I don't know who the CISO is there. Um, uh, I don't know if they've got a separate CISO for both companies or if they've got one CISO running running both. The business is small relative to maybe the London Stock Exchange or Euronext, which is owned by ICE, right? But nonetheless, watching a CEO talk about cyber and um, talk about the idea of, hey, we're, we're dealing with, with a slew of threats, some of them nation states, some of them so forth, people targeting trying to manipulate our economy and, 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 and so forth. Also talking about regional conflicts um, kind of helps boost cyber. This is a magnificent, magnificent story. I think it's really important to read, to understand, because it's what's going to help us as practitioners get better at our role. In more kind of cyber stories now, Russian attackers are using the NGROC feature and win RAR to exploit attacks on embassies all over the world. This is being attributed to Fancy Bear, which is a state-sponsored Russian group, um, as well as APT29. Um, They're tracked under a different moniker, also known as Cozy Bear, because they've got so many. Look at these. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, calling, as I always do, one name, stick to it. The vulnerability that they're exploiting is CVE 2023-38831, security flaw that affects the WinRAR versions before 6.23 and allows crafting.rar and .zip archives that can execute background code prepared by an attacker for malicious purposes. This is being exploited as a zero-day zero day, sorry, since April uh, by threat actors targeting cryptocurrency and stock trading forums. In a report this week, the Ukrainian National Security and Defense Council says that APT29 has been using a malicious zip archive that runs a script in the background to show a PDF lore and to download a PowerShell code that downloads and executes the payloads. The malicious archive is called Diplomatic Cars for Sale and targets multiple countries on the European continent, including Azerbaijan, Greece, Romania, and Italy. They've actually got real pictures of the car there, too, so they're not just going about it. But they're saying we've got a car for sale and uh, people will click and download that as well. For several years, operators at a new Delhi-based pin hacked into SpyDot and stole data from targets around the world for clients that included, included private investigators, government agencies, law enforcement, and more. A security vendor's 11-month review of the non-public data obtained by investigative journalists at Reuters has corroborated previous reports tying an Indian hack for hire group to numerous, sometimes disruptive incidents of cyber espionage and surveillance against individuals and entities worldwide. The shadowy New Delhi-based group known as a PIN no longer exists, at least in its original form or branding. 
but for several years, starting around 2009, Epin's uh, operatives brazenly and sometimes clumsily hacked into computers belonging to businesses and business executives, politicians, high-value individuals, and governments and military officials worldwide, and its members remain active in spinoffs of the company to this day. The firm's clientele included uh, private investigators, detectives, government organizations, corporate ta- corporate clients, and often entities engaged in major litigation battles from the U.S., U.K., Israel, India, Switzerland, and several other countries. Journalists at Reuters who investigated their activities collected details and inform- detailed information on the operation and clients from multiple sources, including logs connected to an Appen site called My Commando. Appen clients used the site to order services from what Reuters describes as a menu of options from breaking into emails, phones. Hey guys, this is the Shopify of hacking. So there's near conclusive evidence that that's that's what these guys did. Nothing new there. They're obviously. Uh, rebranding employees have probably gone out and done other stuff, learning from those mistakes, still hiding in the shadows, but still doing the same exact work. Yamaha Motor Company of, uh, in the Philippines is reporting a data breach that occurred on October 25th. It only impacted one server managed by the company. Uh, no note on how many people it impacted. According to Sentinel-1, the ransom was observed exploiting CV 2023-3519er, a critical severity in the net in the Citrix Netscaler ADC and gateway vulnerability that came to light in July. So there's that as well. CISA in itself is warning and added Sophos, Oracle, and Microsoft product flaws to its Kev catalog on Thursday. The Sophos flaw that the agency says is being exploited in attacks of CVE 2023-1671, a critical Sophos web appliance vulnerability that can be exploited by an unauthenticated attacker for arbitrary code execution. The patch was announced in April. It also informed customers that the impacted appliance would reach end of life in July of this year. There do not to be to be and there do not appear to be any public reports describing attacks exploiting this, but uh CISA added it, so it tells you it's out there somewhere. The Department of Energy has announced a $70 million funding opportunity for electric cooperatives, small investor-owned, and municipal utilities to improve their cybersecurity posture. This is offered as part of President Biden's bipartisan infrastructure law. The funding is meant to enhance the resilience of the energy grid against more frequent and increasingly sophisticated cyber attack. This is being managed by the Office of Cybersecurity, Energy Security, and Emergency Response and the Rural and Municipality Utility Cybersecurity Program Advanced Cybersecurity Technology and is meant for projects covering three areas. The funding is meant to support investment in technologies, tools, and trainings and processes to improve the cybersecurity of eligible electric utilities, as well as in technologies to strengthen the peer-to-peer and not-for-profit technical assistance ecosystems serving these utilities. The funding can also increase access to technical assistance and training for organizations with limited resources. So there's that. They offer up to 10 financial assistance awards in each of the three topic areas and estimated of 24 to 48-month period of performance for each award. So $70 million is all we can afford to give those guys, apparently. The FCC is adopting new rules to protect consumers from SIM swapping attacks. This is coming uh, at a really interesting time. The FCC has revealed new rules that shield consumers from criminals who try to hijack their phone numbers in SIM swapping attacks and port out fraud. The new FCC Privacy and Data Protection Task Force introduced a new regulation in July. They're geared towards throttling scammers who seek to access personal data and information by swapping SIM cards or transferring phone numbers to different carriers without obtaining physical control of the target devices. 
So but they both cause these the FCC's updated rules concerning customer proprietary network information, CPNI, and local number portability now mandate the wireless prov- service providers implement secure authentication procedures before transferring a customer's phone number to a different device or provider. Under the new regulation, wireless companies must also promptly alert customers whenever a SIM change or a port out request occurs on their account. Furthermore, they must take additional extra precautions to shield customers from SIM swapping and port out attempts. They require wireless carriers to give subscribers more control over their account and provide notice to consumers whenever there is a SIM transfer request, adding a human, probably automated process where you might get a text that says, we've received a port out. If this is false, call us now. This is correct. And then the attackers will take advantage of it, obviously, because that's what they'll do. So we'll see how well this regulation actually plays uh, in protecting against some swapping attacks. And our final story this morning, the U.S. has a temporary new cyber czar. The new cyber czar is Drennan Dudley, who's currently serving as the organization deputy for strategy and budget. She's assuming the top role temporarily. Kimba Walden, who had served as the White House office acting chief since March, interpreted the rollout of the Biden administration's first national cybersecurity strategy, is stepping down Friday. Um, I'm honored to be asked by the president to lead my colleagues as the acting national cyber director, Dudley, said in a statement. One of the reasons Kemba's couldn't get her confirmation was her debt. Apparently, she uh, is in debt. Uh, to a point where it made a lot of people uncomfortable giving her the leadership role, and so she'll be stepping down from that role. Dudley is a uh, earned her master's degree in public administration from the University of Georgia in Athens and an under, undergraduate degree in English and political science from the University of South Carolina. We wish her luck in her role temporarily. Her success is our success as a community. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more. Until then. Have a great rest of your day, y'all. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.